Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Lauren. Some of you might know me as Lauren on Earth, and I am an Akashic Records reader, a quantum healer, a shadow worker, a teacher of psychic development, and an interpreter of galactic astrology. I also lead soul nourishing retreats and experiences in sacred vortexes around the globe. So many of you know me in this light as someone who is quite connected to the spirit realm, who has these psychic abilities, who has tapped into the abundance frequency, and maybe from your perspective has figured out um, quite a lot. And that's true, but it wasn't always this way and over the last three years of offering my services i've shared some information about myself my childhood my underworld journey the shadow but i have left so much out i've i've shared such a small amount of what i went through and my own energetic makeup, right? The past lives and past experiences that led to this moment. And I knew I would eventually tell my story, just waiting for the right time. And I realized that I needed to come to completion with my voyage to the underworld and really process and understand what I went through not only what I went through, but how that applies to others before explaining it and sharing. So the podcast felt like a perfect way to tell the story, especially for those of you who have been following me on Instagram and maybe don't want to read 10 slides of small font as I try to get this uh, knowledge out. So here we are. Welcome to Beyond the Veil. That is the name of this podcast. And the intention is to share my own personal experiences and and the experiences that I've had being able to help others navigate through the shadow and the underworld over the last few years as teaching moments and sharing what I see and how I'm interpreting that and what I'm doing to navigate through it and transmute it and neutralize it. And I really hope that this information is going to help the veil continue to lift for you so you're able to see and sense and understand in a similar way. So when I was young, I grew up outside of New York City, didn't really understand it at the time, but I was definitely living in the New York portal without realizing it. I mean, you could see the New York City skyline from my front lawn. So I was in that energy that was very intense very focused on what you look like and what your job is and how you present yourself to the world. And I was very moody, very detached, disassociated, extremely sensitive. There was a lot of negativity that I had toward myself. And 
I mean, to be completely transparent, it was self-hatred um, for the first 24 years of my life. And there was this darkness that followed me that I believed was my own because what else are you supposed to make of it? You know, when you're younger, when I was younger, I would observe for the most part, people around me at least being able to connect with one another and laugh and enjoy life, even though there were challenges and hardships. But something inside of me made it very difficult to feel that love. So I blamed myself. There must be something wrong with me. And it wasn't until my first ayahuasca ceremony at the age of 24 where that belief came into question. And I wasn't planning to sit with medicine, but after a long distance friend and I decided to meet in Peru, I knew that I needed to make it happen to sit with ayahuasca. This was my first time ever taking a psychedelic medicine. In this way, I was terrified, um, mostly because I knew that darkness followed me and I was afraid that I would be met with it and it would harm me. And at this point, I, I already had psychic abilities. I already knew about entities and dark forces. I was knowledgeable enough, um, but I was still afraid. And I actually unexpectedly had a private ceremony on July 4th, 2018. I chose July 4th because it's Independence Day in the States, and I thought, what a better way to honor and celebrate my freedom by the freedom to explore and know my own consciousness, because we don't have that freedom in the States and other countries as well. Um, but I guess no one else was on that vibe because I was the only one that signed up. And it honestly was such a blessing in disguise now having sat in more ceremonies where there's a lot of noise, you hear the purging, you know, you hear the cries. So being so sensitive at that point in time and, and as afraid as I was, it was exactly what I needed. And I was able to tell the shaman that I was afraid of dark spirits and asked for more protection and I know that he did that for me. Like I, I knew, I knew that he was making sure that my experience was loving. So in ceremony, I was pretty much out of body the whole time. I was, I was looking down at myself actually, and I looked like I was asleep. And then I left, and I was met with a spirit, and she was really small and light and electric she was funny and very entertaining for me um, very dynamic very energetic um, very caring and kind and she began taking me through these moments in my life where i was still mad at myself and disappointed in myself and where i made mistakes and she helped me work toward forgiveness and she told me that my emotions um, are not me. Like I am separate from my emotions. I am separate from this darkness that I feel. The darkness is not me. Like stop blaming yourself. And the way that this message was presented wasn't 
bypassing. It wasn't, oh, there's nothing wrong with you and you're pure love and, you know, this darkness is completely separate because I understood that there are darker and lighter aspects to our consciousness. We are dualistic beings and even with that, even with this shadow self, there was still something there that was attached that was not my own. And that is the confirmation that I needed because I felt it. And that's one of the things about the new age theories is that they tell you it's all you, right? Everything everything is a mirror. And yes, we allow allow these external energies in at some point in time, but not all of it is our own at our core. And one of the things with this podcast, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, is going to be debunking some of these theories and sharing the more well-rounded perspective of what these teachings are trying to say. But Regardless, it took me five years to figure out what this external energy was that had its hold on me and it had a very strong hold on me. Um, and it all came out this year on the 8-8 portal in Mount Shasta on that retreat that I went to where I finally saw who and what was there um, all along. So more on that uh, will come as well. And I remember at one point saying, okay, what's wrong with me? Like, that's the one thing that I wanted to know. Why am I the way I am? Why am I such a difficult person? Why can I not feel true joy? Why am I so depressed and angry and sad? And she brought me to a vision of my mom in the hospital giving birth to me and I remember laughing um, because what else are you to do in that moment realizing that I didn't even stand a chance like I came into the world this way so I knew that I had a lot of past life work to do to understand something must have happened in maybe some of these more recent past lives that that I carried with me into this life. But it was also such a relief to know that it wasn't my fault. Like it wasn't something that I did in childhood that I couldn't remember um, to where this is just how it was and always has been. And I knew that I, you know, I would get to the bottom of it eventually. And I remember telling her, wow, I'm so glad you're here to help me. Thank you. I don't know what I would have done without you. Who's going to tell me all of these things? Like, I don't want you to leave. And she laughed. And she said, I am you. Like, you are, what do you mean? I don't, I'm so glad you're here to help. Like, I don't want you to leave. Like, you are me and I am you. And this is who you are void of this weight that you carry. And I 
when I woke up from this experience, I had the most gentle purge I have ever and probably will ever have in my life and knew that I was just releasing all of those moments where I, you know, didn't choose love and where I hurt people and where I couldn't forgive myself. And it was a really beautiful experience. Now I've sat in 21 or 22 ceremonies. Um, it, it got a little intense there for a moment, and I'm definitely going to be uh, having episodes specific to some of my experiences in ayahuasca. But I just wanted to share this today because it was such a defining moment for me. And the following two years after that, I came home and I actually, <laughs> on uh, one of my one of my questions in the ceremony, um, I had been psychic for about two years at this point, and I kept asking for a mentor. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Please send me someone to help because I'm I don't know what I'm doing. And for two years, I waited on the bus. Two days later, after the ceremony, I was on my way to the Andes Mountains. There's obviously no service, but I, like we all do, I think we just pop on Instagram, scroll because it's a habit. And the second post was of a woman who worked at the meditation studio that I frequented. Um, It was like my only resource at the time that I had of people that I knew that were like me. And she announced her very first intuitive development class. And I, <laughs> I went home and I signed up. And honestly, the rest is history. Like that year I got certified as an Akashic reader. I took three Akashic courses um, in that year. Maybe it was a year and a half I took three intuitive development classes of foundation and advanced, and then uh, two more advanced topics from there. I got my Reiki master, also had my one and two from previous, and I finished my degree in herbalism. And my intention at the time was to use my intuitive gifts, my psychic abilities when working with plants, um, a psychic herbalist, if you will, because up until that point, I was sick, I think, For those of you who know me, uh, I'm pretty open about the chronic illness that I developed um, in 2015 that I cleared in 2020. But the reason I was pulled to the spiritual and the whole reason my intuitive gifts came online where I started to hear spirit was because they were helping me heal from this chronic illness. So the herbalism path to me felt right because plants and alternative medicine were the answer, obviously not allopathic medicine that wasn't able to help me. And I was studying Ayurveda. Um, I'm more of a creative, intuitive person. Too much science, I get a little bit confused. So I did one year of my master's with Ayurveda. I was between Ayurveda and herbalism. And yeah, I I realized my heart was just not in it. And I switched over to herbalism. In 2020, I finished my degree 
and I had absolutely no intention of reading for others or doing this type of work. I ignored the gift and the messages from spirit for so long because I just wanted to be normal. I didn't want to be psychic. I didn't want to be a weirdo. I already felt like I was. And obviously times have changed. It's so funny to look back now because everyone wants to access their gifts. Um, but I didn't, right? Um, I wanted, yeah, to just be a regular girl. And it took me a really long time to accept that I was psychic. So I came out of the spiritual closet in 2020 and the rest is history. The first year I was, it was extremely expansive for me. My relationship Um, It was the deepest love I had ever experienced in my life. I moved to Denver and Mexico from LA and my business was flourishing without me even trying. Like all I was doing was posting to Instagram. Um, I I look back at photos and just like, wow, I really was glowing and I was definitely on cloud nine. And in August, 2021, is when I descended into the underworld and it was time to address my shadow, my pain, all of those emotions that I felt for those first 24 years of life, the depression and the anxiety and the sadness. And I knew it's not all love and light. I was well aware of that. And I surrendered to it because I knew I needed to go to this place. I had no idea what was in store. And if I had known, I would have resisted like hell because I, and again, a a goal for me with this podcast is to try to put into words exactly just what I went through in regard to the underworld uh, journey. So my, my underworld journey, I would say, really technically began, or at least the shadow period began in May of 2021, where I met this group of friends here in Tulum that were actually all karmic relationships, and we all had lifetimes in Atlantis together as well. Um, with this group, there was black magic that was used. Um, It got really messy, and I had to deal with the repercussions of that over the summer. I lost my relationship, which sent me into a spiral. And again, being honest, I'm not completely healed from that, but that's uh, for another time because there's there's more more to that that I, I would like to share. So really, if I'm looking back, It started with meeting this group of people here in Tulum in May of 2021, but then I went on this retreat to Mount Shasta in August of 2021, and that's really where I feel it officially began, like I had my initiation into the distortion and the shadow. So the woman hosting the retreat was a friend of mine. I met her when I was living in LA. She owned the meditation studio. And at that point, I was in a really bad place, but I was starting to really heal and develop my gifts. But I was broken and I was broke and I was 24. 
and she was 38. And there's nothing wrong with that because even still to this day, now I'm 30 and majority of my friends are actually in their 40s, but 24 being the way that I was, you know, it's a little, I knew it was a little odd at the time why a woman who has this flourishing business, this relationship, um, like just has what I saw as her life together once with, you know, a girl that works at a juice bar um, and cries a lot. <laughs> um, but I thought, okay, she sees something. We have a soul connection. And I continue to build a friendship with her over the last five years. And looking back now, I'm realizing that I was being groomed. Uh, and when I didn't conform, years later, now we're getting into 2022, 2023, when I, when, you know, realizing that I wasn't going to conform to what she wanted me to be for her, um, I was psychically attacked and attacked bad. And she really had this whole team of people that were, that were working against me. And looking back to, I'm just like, wow, I'm one person. And with all this pain that I was carrying and all of these people that were harming me, like how did I, how did I get myself out of this? Um, and this person, I still don't know what to call her. Um, so maybe a name will come to me. I don't even want to give a name, to be honest. But they, she played a really big role in my life, uh, and up until recently. And I'm so grateful for it because my gosh, she gave me my freedom. I mean. She took it, but she also gave it back, or I got it back myself. Um, I got my soul, my heart, like my body back. Like, what more could I ask for, right? And I'm going to tell this story in full because it deserves that. Um, and I, I feel it's really important to go through the details of the the play by play of my experience um, on this retreat that I went on again, this full circle moment with her and the same other two facilitators this summer on 8-8. So to be continued, but back in 2021, I, I really saw that retreat as an initiation in a, it, it was in a positive way because we all have to go through our underworld journey, but I looked back on it really fondly and I made a lot of beautiful friends, and I really enjoyed my time. But after the truth came out this summer, and I started to put the pieces together, because I was just like, when did this all start? And technically, it started the moment I walked through her doors in LA. I did Reiki 1 and 2 with her back in 2018, um, but really, it started on this retreat where I was infiltrated. So we did a mushroom ceremony. Um, they were not certified to lead this. That should have been red flag number one. Do not sit with any practitioners that are not certified to work with medicine, please. Um, obviously do what you want, but that's that's my recommendation. Um, and in this, this ceremony was wild. I had never taken more than a gram of mushrooms in my life and here i took four 
And maybe this will be another story for another day. But at one point in the ceremony, I felt this portal opening or I was becoming aware of it in the like right near my belly button on the right side. And I remember looking at one of the facilitators and saying, oh my gosh, there's a portal. What do I do? And she said, she was really calm. And she said, well, who's in charge of it? Claim it. And I thought I did. I Again, I didn't really know what I was doing. But the other woman, the friend, um, ha- was listening and had used that opportunity to cord into me and cord into my womb. Uh, the entire two years of navigating the shadow and the dark and the underworld, the void, the distortion, my womb was under attack. I lost my cycle. I did not bleed. There may be maybe two or three times throughout almost a two-year period. I lived with her for three months. We talked almost every day. We hosted a retreat together. I really did love and trust her, and I saw her as a sister. And those two years of this attack and the shadow brought challenge like I never knew challenge and I'll be breaking it down and talking about it on this podcast again just using my life experiences as a teaching moment but fast forwarding now to this summer summer of 2023 I had a psychic surgery session with the same woman who asked me to claim the portal in my womb and I was having uh I was under attack again. Um, This time it was showing up as rashes, very painful rashes all over my eyes and my face. And I needed a little bit of support to uh, get it under control. So I, one of the things that she said to me in that session, or, or what I actually said to her was, I don't know how much more I can take it seems to be never ending. It's one thing after the next. I've been moving this for two years. I've been patient. I've been as calm as I can possibly be. I'm at, I'm at the end. And she started channeling and it took me a moment to realize that it wasn't her speaking. And she said to me, what you're working toward is immunity, which means you can be anywhere around anyone doing anything at all and not be affected by the dark forces, by any form of manipulation or distortion. Energetically, you're immune. You can be next to an entity and be in your power, in your light. Not one part of you is picking up anything from that energy. And that sounded great <laughs> to me. And, and she goes, the thing is you have one chance, you have one opportunity in this lifetime and it won't come around again. And that shook me um, because, you know, I believe we always have more chances and there are always ways that we can work through and navigate situations. There's not just one way, but in this instance, she was right. I had one opportunity and I understand now why 
that wouldn't have come around again. So I was convinced to go on this same retreat again, two years later, same three facilitators. This again, story for another episode, but on that retreat, a veil of a huge veil (laughs) lifted and the truth came out and Again, I'm going to go through the details of what I experienced, but it was the beginning of the end of my underworld journey and the beginning of my freedom. And during these two years, I have navigated through so many different realms, realities, different beings of the underworld and the lower planes, as well as the lower astral plane, the different consciousness groups who are parasitic to our galaxy, the ways in which they invoke and maintain control and power, the technology that they use, and how how it manifests in the physical body and the physical reality. I have learned so much. And I have had my own experiences with the greys, the reptilians, the Anunnaki, the archons, the vampires, entities of all shapes and sizes, ones that have a name and ones that don't, the many different forms of implants and artificial intelligence that these elites uh, use and how to remove them and clear them. And it's not so simple as finding an implant and clearing it. If it's in the outer layers of the field, yeah, kind of. Sometimes, yes, it it can be that easy. But this tech runs so deep in our chakra centers, in our DNA, in our consciousness. I have learned how to move the densest, most stuck, distorted, heavy energy that I personally have ever seen and come across. There's so much that we cannot see, that we have we have been veiled from seeing whether it was us who put up that wall because sometimes we do it for protection we don't want to see because we know that what's there is going to be very difficult for us to accept and sometimes it was placed by external forces who do not want us to see and speaking of one of my main gifts is and kind of always has been as soon as it came online, my sight, my ability to see, which is why my eyes were attacked in the way that they were. And my sight is great, but it's not crystal clear. And I know it can be. And I, the way I see everything is that actually all of our gifts, our abilities to communicate really should be crystal clear. It sh- there shouldn't be doubt or confusion or mixed messages. And if we're f- feeling that then there's more that we can do to strengthen those abilities so i know my psyche can be there can be more preciseness more color and as i'm working to strengthen that and figure out what why uh it's not there i realize that it's part of it is me and i am afraid to see So I'm blocking my own sight. Other times, there have been walls and implants that have prevented me from seeing that were not placed by me, but by external forces. 
Um, in my most recent ayahuasca ceremony, I saw this wall and I felt it. Like it was, I, I, I said in, in the share circle the day before, I'm like, there is a massive wall, a veil that is trying to come down. I can't see what it is, but I know it's there and it feels so yucky and so icky. And in the following ceremony, it was revealed and basically what it looked like were all of these reptilian eyes so if you haven't seen a reptilian eye they're like they look like slits like the um uh like they're lo the the long part of the the iris um is long i don't even know why i'm having such a hard time describing that right now um however so the wall was made of thousands, if not more, of reptilian eyes that were all sitting on top of each other and like oozing this brown goo. It was disgusting. And so sometimes when we feel these blocks, that is something of the sort of what is there. And other times, the block is a lot more complicated to dissolve because there are many moving parts to it and the technology is a little bit more sophisticated. So you have to like use your critical thinking and navigate your way through in a way that might not make logical sense. But anyway, an example of what is possibly there beyond the veil um, also, you know, having to navigate through very complex spell work, ritual work, black magic of all forms, understanding specific Egyptian black magic versus Atlantean black magic versus love spells and rituals versus ancestral curses. And yeah, I just know it well. And I'm really ready to share it because it's going to help, I feel. A lot of people and I learned and it's five 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 um, I learned about the many civilizations that came before the role of the galactic and cosmic beings and how they are here to be of service to us um, been working with their technology for four years now I understand it really well and I also feel like I understand the bigger picture of um, you know why we're here and what we're here to accomplish as individuals and as a collective. I learned how to read a blueprint and read someone's energy thoroughly because as the veils lifted for me, they lifted on everyone and everything. And for those that know me, you know, I've talked about this before, but there are a lot of healers in the spiritual community that just are not I'm sorry, they're just not healers at all. Like they see an opportunity to go into business in this space because ultimately their goal is to, to stop the ascension and continue to maintain control and dominance over the individual and the collective. A lot of these healers are actually working with the false light agenda, which I will get to momentarily and also probably in another episode but i'm going to be teaching you just how to lift the veil for yourself and to see the true intentions of everyone because we should not be keeping secrets from each other 
and there are yeah there's a lot of deception and it's making it difficult for us to move forward i'll be teaching what to look out for so you can maintain your own sovereignty but just like me you might have to go through your own experiences with these dark beings because there's a karmic past that needs to clear they are our greatest teachers so it's not that we want to run away from them and avoid it but i'm here to help you work through it and i promise you you will be better for it in the end you will be, you will feel more yourself than you have ever felt, not only in this life, but probably many lifetimes. And again, like I said earlier, I'm going to be sharing my life experiences as teaching moments, how I personally perceive and interpret my reality and the messages and how the internal and the external work together, how the feminine and masculine work together, how all of these different aspects of my consciousness work together um, to help me move through these initiations and these lessons. And I'm going to do this from a place of love without pointing fingers but being honest and truthful about my own experiences and maybe here's another example um i was sick over the holiday as maybe some of you know and i was binging one tree hill which was such an important part of my teenage life and that might sound weird because it's a TV show, but there were nine seasons. It went on for nine years and I watched them all. And every, I, I want to say it was like Monday nights with my neighbor who was one of my best friends. And for years we would watch it together. And I was moody and broody and kind of like Peyton and Lucas. And I related to a lot of their pain in ways that I wasn't able to kind of share or see with my peers. And I knew that rewatching this for the first time in 12 years was, was healing. Like there was a reason that I was called back to it. So over the holidays, I was sick and in bed and I was, I was going through something. And even though consciously, I'm not unhappy i'm not depressed like i love myself and i feel joy but there's still a part of me in my consciousness somewhere that has not fully let go of the past or the version that i was pre 24 years old um there's a part of me that's still choosing to hold on to her pain and my my relationship um, mirrored that, and he was me. Um, I had never met anyone whose mind operated in the same way. And it's a good thing and not a good thing, because it was probably a little bit of a trauma bond. But he mirrored a lot of that teenage trauma to me, and he was a catalyst into the the... The, the descent into the underworld. So there's still a part of me that's holding on to him because he represents this part of me that I fully can't let go. So 
it's attached to this belief around romanticizing pain and darkness. So I, I got that much, but I, I was just this inner battle of I want I know I need to let this go, but I can't and I don't want to and da da da. So and the romanticizing the pain is pretty much exactly what Lucas does in One Tree Hill. So I was going back and forth and I'm not even kidding. There was a scene where Haley said something that I really needed to hear. And uh, uh, let me actually, I'll play the clip. So actually, I was having trouble finding the clip. So I'm just going to read it to you verbatim. And Haley says to Lucas, you know that romantic notion that all the garbage and the pain is really healing and beautiful and sort of poetic? It's not. It's just garbage and it's just pain. You know what's better? Love. The day that you start thinking that love is overrated is the day that you're wrong. The only thing wrong with love and faith and belief is not having it. So I know she's right, but also I know that she is not right because there is beauty in pain and there is beauty in darkness and there's beauty because it is God and it's not separate from God. So, you know, of course, both both perspectives like are true, just depends on which you want to adopt as your belief. But I needed to hear that message because what she was saying, the, what I was taking from that was let it go. <laughs> And in that moment, um, you know, the, the romanticizing of my pain, I realized that it was, it was me um, that made the darkness beautiful. Like it was my own love and my own energy amidst the distortion that made it special, not necessarily the, dis I mean, not the distortion itself. I romanticized it because it was how I experienced myself for so many years and so many lifetimes. Like I, the last time I was in, in true joy, it was a very, very, very long time ago. So all I knew was pain and darkness. Romanticizing it helped me, um, but it was me that made it special and me that brought um, the magic to it. And it was an aha moment for sure. Um, and the pain began to lift and I was able to then clear another layer and let go a little bit deeper um, of this very, 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 very deep trauma um, yeah, that I've just been carrying for a very long time. And I think a lot of you probably can relate to that as well. Um, because, you know, this healing journey is so deep and it it's slow and intentional. And I mean, it takes some of us tens or even hundreds of lifetimes to work through these lessons that we're mastering. Um, and the key word is master, right? It's, it's not going to happen at once. And definitely not in just one year or even two so yes there is more clearing to do there is a lot more but there's also a lot more living to do and a lot more joy to feel and it's not about clearing so it can go away it's about settling into the duality and 
understanding it well and mastering being able to live in a dualistic world. It's not easy. I read galactic astrology reports which use the natal chart to basically show the journey your soul has taken from the moment you entered into the Milky Way galaxy until now, and even some future lifetimes as well. So it's pretty cool. It tells you what uh, portal you came through when you came from another galaxy, if you did, or you know if you were born in the Milky Way, which I've only seen one soul born in the Milky Way. And that is a story I will be sharing on this podcast because I need to tell it and it's an interesting one. Most of us though have come from other galaxies, even other universes, and through different stargates, we've come to the Milky Way. So it tells you your most ancient lifetimes, what star systems you lived on, your more recent lifetimes and the star systems you lived on. And so many times I get the message that the soul chose to come to the Milky Way galaxy to learn to master duality. That is why we are here. And we're not going to figure it out in just one lifetime. So be really gentle with yourself and also stop running from stop running from it. Okay. So I woke up in 2012 and I waited in the closet a really long time for people to see what I saw and feel what I feel and see reality in the way that I do. And yeah, there were a lot of people that were into the conspiracy theories and, um, you know, people that were conscious, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't find them. I, it was, and I remember reading conspiracy, like YouTube conspiracy theories in high school. Um, but I feel like most people really started waking up in 2020. So, you know, think about how it's really only been just a couple of years of being conscious of the fact of just how much we've been suppressed and oppressed. And think about how long we've been suppressed and oppressed and how long we've been stuck in these systems. And it's just going to take time to get ourselves out of it. And it was always meant to, it was never meant to be a quick process. We are complex beings and we have created such complexity and now we need to take the time to understand it. And becoming aware is not the same as breaking free. So we're becoming aware and we are in the process of breaking free of these chains that the past traumas and beliefs and the ancestral lineage and also the work of the dark forces because they play a role in it as well but at the same time we have to take responsibility for ourselves because we allowed it and we also were it right like we were the victim and the victimizer so we have karma that we need to accept and work through and the 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 path your plan right and i see this with the the galactic astrology reports which is why i love doing them so much because it puts into perspective just how long you've been on this journey of self-discovery and how time and time and time again you've been met with these similar lessons but you have grown and understood them in a new way and 
it's there's just so much intelligence and actually a few months ago after my i think 16th um ayahuasca ceremony um and yes she keeps calling me back um but i had another massive veil lift and i had this moment of realization like looking back at at all of these little steps that really were those big steps right and how that this needed to happen for that to happen and that needed to happen for this to happen and i was looking back at how intelligent this plan was like brilliant actually and i realized like every time i didn't trust um or I didn't believe or I was doubting or ignoring or making it more difficult for myself like I was hurting myself um, because I created this beautiful and intelligent plan but I'm the one that's stopping it and making it more difficult than it needs to be and I just had this moment of feeling really sad um, for doing that to myself so this plan for your life is magnificent and you will really start to see that as the walls come down it's beautiful the good the bad the ugly all of it and the way i have navigated the awakening uses logic and common sense and critical thinking a lot of critical thinking and some science and math and feeling and intuition and trusting the unexplainable and the mystical and the mysterious and the hidden and the unseen and i really do feel like i have this wisdom to share around this that i haven't seen anyone else explain or or use these methods in this way so thank you for being here and i hope that this information will continue to help you in some episodes, I will be debunking New Age theories because New Age is not entirely wrong. It's just lacking first serious depth, truth, and it's not accurately explaining how these uh, theories apply to the real world. Like there's so much missing. They're 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 on the right track, um, kind of. Um, you know, at the same time, the New Age movement is also part of the false light agenda, meaning we are spiritual beings, so we are always going to find spirituality. Example A, the church, their need to intervene between human and divine. Example B, we found our connection to the divine again through spirituality without that medium. Uh, or at least the church as a medium so there are new ways in which they the dark forces have to intervene and now it is far more advanced and far more complex and um, not as easily noticeable but back then i don't think it really was as well it's just there's a difference in our consciousness um, then and now so they have intervened not as priests, but as quote-unquote healers who are now the median between you and the divine. And they're using uh, a lot of technology. They're anchoring people into false timelines, sharing false messages and uh, insertions into their consciousness and yeah, using the dark tech. There's a lot to it. 
again, it's for another episode. Um, but you know, the church and new age do have one thing in common and that is there is truth, right? There's some truth to it and you can't deny that, but that's what hooks us in and makes us believe or want to believe or keep coming back to it. Um, yet also in addition to some truth, there's also a lot of fear and mechanisms in place to continue that control. So there'll be a lot of talk around the new age movement and also the ancient teachings. And we'll kind of see what happens with that. Sometimes I'll be sharing information on the shadow and the underworld, how to navigate that, the implants, the different beings that exist, the types of tech that you might find um and other times it might be current events or plant medicine or ancient civilizations ancestral healing there's so much to explore it's going to be real and raw and again this podcast is called beyond the veil because i am here to help you see what many have worked tirelessly to keep you from seeing and what is underneath is going to set you free So in these past five years, I've dedicated my life to this work to purify my channel so I can bring through the most accurate and clear information that is void of my own personal beliefs and my ego. Because so many people are channeling, but what and who are they channeling? And is their channel clear? Or is there a fog? Is there ego? Are there implants or energies that are creating their own version of the truth? I have gone about this process with, you can see or feel or sense, if not now, eventually that I have gone about this process with integrity. And there was no bypassing, no blind spots overlooked. I did everything that was asked of me. I I looked at every deep, dark part of myself, even the, the parts of me that I wanted nothing to do with. And I have moved through so much fear, so much fear. Um, to the point where it was crippling at times. And I'm not going to lie and say that I was fearless in every pursuit. There were moments where the fear took over and I had to go through a process of release. Um, And I've had to face evil and darkness time and time and time again and travel to these places, these dark places to retrieve aspects of my consciousness and gone into battle with with these beings who refused to give my own soul back to me. Just crazy things. So I really hope that this information will help i'm always here for one-on-one support i do a lot of group work as well for anyone who wants to try it out and see if my methods and my way of working through and navigating through the healing journey is in resonance to you so thank you for being here the next episode will come out in two weeks so twice a month um maybe some bonus episodes here and there but we're gonna start with two a month and see how we go and i also have a whatsapp group Uh, a community called Beyond the Veil. So I'm calling in my soul family. Um, Those that are in integrity in their life and in their work, those that are 
not all just love and light, but that understand what I'm saying and who want to navigate through this, those who really are new earth leaders and can where we can work together to really make a difference in this lifetime. Um, it's also going to be a place to have discussion about these episodes. So if you want to talk and meet people and connect, that is uh, where that will be. So the link to that I will put in the show notes. Thank you again. Love you guys so much and see you next time.